and welcome back to another episode of the Salt Podcast. My name is Renee. I'm one of your hosts today. I'm also joined by another host. My name is Jaden. Yeah. So we got Jaden here. And um, today's podcast, we are talking about thriving despite change. And here at the Salt Podcast, our vision is to create um, and empower disciples to follow Jesus. <laughs> I kind of butchered a, that. That was, a, that, was, yeah. that was a mouthful. You did well. <laughs> Thank you so much. And as you can hear, we have a special guest today. We have Ray Mwanga. Would you like to say hey yo, to yo. our listeners? Let's go, podcast team. Hey. Salt in the house. Come on now. Now, <laughs> most of you might, you, I feel like most of you know who Ray is. Ray is a pastor. He is a teacher. He is a fitness coach, an entrepreneur, a, a husband. He is all these, all the labels above. He's doing amazing things. And we're so excited and glad to have him on our podcast this morning. Thank you so much, Ray, for coming. Oh, it is my pleasure. And thank you invitation no worries okay ray i'm i gave a little introduce uh, like a little introduction as to who you are but would you like to introduce yourself um to to the listeners out there who might be wondering oh who's this guy who's ray moanga who is ray the Mwanga? famous the famous ray ray <laughs> the famous ray ray he's just no um oh man that's a good question i would I, i'd always start with i'm a child of god um, I'm a devout follower of Jesus Christ, my Lord mm. and Savior, first and foremost. Mm. And then everything else just follows after that. I'm a, I'm a husband mm. uh, to one wife. Thank goodness mm. I have one. Come on now. <laughs> um, I have three beautiful children, three daughters. So I have a house full of amazing women. I'm mm. learning so much about women and mm. yeah, so much respect. And so um, it, it, uh, it's been a really cool journey of uh, being a dad particularly to these three women, because I always think to myself, how do I be the best male role model in their lives? So mm. if ever down the track they choose a life partner, yeah, um, yeah I really want them to choose someone that's better than me, yeah. <laughs> if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, so family man, I'm based up here in Brisbane. Uh, I was at Avondale College for a few years, uh, but I now am a church pastor of three churches, mm. uh, two Samoan churches and one English-speaking church, which is a church plant. Yeah. Um, cool. Hobbies, things that I love. I love, obviously, fitness. Um, that's pretty much been a lifestyle thing. It's not so much I discovered or found fitness. It was yeah. more like, I was already active yeah. and then I just sort of focused in on, okay, what is the thing, the, like the anchor thing that's going to um, really help me in my day-to-day -day, um, activities, uh, but also anchor me in terms of like my mental resilience. Mm. And so for me, uh, that's why it sort of goes hand in hand. I am a creative or I, I, I'd like to think I'm a creative in terms of expressing um, myself in various areas whether it be in like you said entrepreneurship and creating t-shirts or just creating things yeah um, and so that's sort of like the melting pot of what I do um, yeah. and so I uh, yeah everywhere I go I try my absolute best to mm. add the I add value to whatever uh, community or area that I've been asked to be invited into and so mm. yeah I, I do it because I love it and I do it as an expression of uh, as, as an expression of, yeah, of God's love for me. Mm. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's amazing. If anything, when I was um, 
I guess, I don't know how to call it other than stalking your Facebook account, your social media accounts. <laughs> it's all right. To, it's to, a good to, thing I know you so it doesn't feel weird. <laughs> no, in my defense, it was for research so that I could like figure out to ask like good questions. I saw oh, that okay. your bio said like a cultural architect, right? Yeah. Which is essentially what you were kind of describing. Um, for people who aren't sure what that is, could you give examples as to what, what you mean that like being what an archa- a cultural architect yeah, is. A, a cultural architect. So mm. a few years ago when I was starting out a ministry, I was in a workshop and this particular gentleman was presenting some ideas about what it means to really create and foster and nurture community. And, mm. he, and he just said it in passing. He said something about being an, a cultural architect. And then he began to explain what it actually meant. And so it's not a term that I coined. I actually borrowed from him but yeah. it was just in passing he just said it in passing he had no idea yeah what that term meant for me so basically the explanation of a cultural architect is uh creating a space where you want people to be a part of mm. wow so you create that whatever the space of who you are and what you want in that space create that bubble that you want people to be a part of so everywhere that i've gone i've always um uh, pride myself in creating spaces or communities that I want people to be a part of. Yeah. And so that's how I add value to whatever community or thing that I put my uh, focus and my energy into is that really creating. And, and these spaces are all different. Um, mm. Some of them being fitness spaces, some of them being church sort of youth group spaces, some of them being spaces uh, where, where guys can get together, dads, uh, single guys. Uh, so I'm, I'm a part of many, uh, you know, groups um, and, and circles of influence. Uh, mm. But I, I pride myself again in creating and being a part of these spaces that I can add value to it. So that's mm. basically in a nutshell, what a cultural architect, and which is something that I always ask people to try and do it's 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 almost like another way of saying you're a disciple maker yeah like you're you're, it's just another term another um yeah terminology that's coined towards saying hey disciple maker like you're a disciple but you make disciples so you invite them into your space yeah you spend time with them you hang out with them you, you grow them they grow you and then therefore they're able to then go and create another space where they can do the same for others as well Wow. Where do you find time to sleep, Ray Ray? You're so busy. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> when you become a parent, uh, you, you realize, you realize, hey, there's so much time. And it's like, where did all my time go before? Um, I, think, I think for me, it's about um, a priority and, mm. and, and mm. where I put my focus. So where I put my focus, that's where I get the most productivity out of. And if I know the focus and the priority is to be a part of these uh, spaces or create these little pockets where people can feel good, think good, and, and therefore go on to create and create that community for someone else. Mm. Then I know that my job somewhat is done in terms of that space. And so it's, mm. it's seasonal. Mm. Um, mm. And so for me, it's always been intentionality and priority. So yeah. for me, I put that on in, in top of my priority, obviously not above my relationship with Jesus, but because of my relationship with Jesus, mm. he gives me more clarity and vision to go, okay, this is the area I want you to go. These are the people I want you to connect with. These mm. are the organizations that I want you to rub shoulders with mm. and add value to, uh, to those mm. particular community people. Yeah. Can I That's just awesome. say, 
can I just say that you, I admire that because you don't just say that I've actually seen you go and do that. Like mm. in, in terms of priorities, what I absolutely loved and especially what um, me and the girls in Ella dorms loved about when you were serving as a chaplain and in the admin at Avondale was that you brought your daughters to work and you brought them to events. Yes. And like, yeah. how did you find the time? Well, you made time and you brought them, like you brought them along to see what, this is what dad does. And that was awesome. And yeah. just just on that for the past two years, right. You've been all for the past few years, you've been changing, you've been moving through different stages. You've been going through a lot of changes, especially throughout your life. And you've been very open about that, sharing that and with your wife as well. Um, You've moved from Avondale as working in part of the admin to working as a chaplain. And now you're up in Brisbane, right? Um, I guess my question is how do you react to change? Yeah, good question. I'm just going to go back before I go forward. And I go back on what you were saying about making priority. Um, So for me, it was very intentional to bring my daughters to Ella Boyd or even even I think every now and again, I'll I'll bring uh, my eldest daughter or my daughters to our Watson Hall worship, like in the mornings or in the Mm. evenings. Mm. And the reason being, I wanted to show not only to them that this is what a healthy, thriving community of faith of young people look like. Mm. And I wanted to model to them and say, hey, this is what you can belong to or that you will become eventually if you come to university. Mm. Mm. The other side of that coin is simply I wanted to uh, really affirm uh, the Alloboid um, students but also the Watson Hall uh, students to say that you guys have a significant part to play for the next generation. Wow. Because if, if I bring them to you, I'm saying to my daughters, wow. these, are the, the, these are the girls that you're going to look up to. These are women of, of faith. These are strong, intelligent, smart, beautiful women that you want, that I want you to be a part of. And it's the same for the guys as well. So when the guys are doing our worship, my daughter is always asking questions afterwards like, Daddy, um, who's that and what are they studying? And so, well, that person's going to be a teacher and mm-hmm. they're going to teach, you know, many, many kids mm-hmm. about Jesus and that person's going to be a pastor. And so for my daughter to know that, wow, there's a faith community out there that I can actually thrive or aspire to. Mm-hmm. So one day when I get old enough, I'll be able to, you know, join that community. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go, I'll answer your question now. And so um, I think your question was specifically, how do I react how do I adapt to change or react, react? Mm-hmm. I think, I think for me, it's not so much of a um, reaction, but more so being proactive Um, So I rarely ever react to things um, in terms of change. Uh, I've been very fortunate that I've been placed in, I guess, certain uh, positions in my um, working experience that has really accelerated my growth and said, hey, it's it's sink or swim, but you're just going to have to learn. If you fall on your face, that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that really stems from my family upbringing, um, being involved in sport, being involved in church, where I was always encouraged, give it a go. And if mm-hmm. you fail, that's okay. Get up and go again. Yeah. I think a lot now um, people are too, like sometimes people are too afraid to even try in case mm-hmm. they look like a fool. And it's like, oh, I don't want to fail. It hurts. So for me, that aligns very well with fitness. Like I'm never going to be the strongest person in the entire world, but I'm going to try. And if, even if I fail at trying, that's better than not even having to go at all. And so I learned from those failed experiences. So therefore, when I, when I am faced with a certain change, I don't necessarily react. I go, well, what have I, what have I been doing to prepare myself for this particular change? Or it gives me time to pause and I look back and go, what experiences in my past 
has prepared me for this moment because every experience that you do have, unless you learn from it, you are never going to grow. Unless you learn from it, you are never going to grow in your leadership, in your parenting, being a husband, uh, being a pastor. If, if you don't learn from the, the, the failings or the things that have disappointed you and you end up dwelling in it, then you can't thrive despite the changes. So for me, I've always learned if you fall on your face, ah, it hurt, it's all right, get up and, and go again. It's not the end of the world, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so for me, I've always been proactive about it. And so even though there have been some difficult changes in my life, um, I certainly find a place um, of, of, of where, I call it like I've, I've, I've invested, I've, I've, I've put money in the bank, meaning I've actually accrued a lot of mental resilience, like a lot of experiences of, of success and failures going, Ah, so when I do face a change, I'm like, hmm, that's okay. I've been, I've been through something similar like this before. It's okay. I'm going to get through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so good. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's amazing. And, and you've sort of like led us into our next question. Um, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but during these times of change, um, yeah. often for a lot of people, it's, uh, um, change can test a lot of things, but especially one's faith. Um, and one's view of God. So for you, during all this change throughout your life, how has your picture of God changed after experiencing those, this, those disruptions to life? Yeah, I love the question because it's exactly that. It's a disruption. If there's been a disruption in my life, particularly my spiritual life, mm. it means that it's a way of God saying, hey, something's up here, as in like, I need to get your attention. Mm, wow can so you expand way, on that that's cool yeah yeah because the way i perceive it it's not like oh god has allowed this to happen and now i'm suffering that's like wait a minute yeah. why is i always step again why is this happening why is there a disruption like this whether it be abrupt or subtle i'm like wait a minute mm. there's something that he's trying to show me here um and 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 whatever that is i i, I very quickly go okay i understand i'm i embrace the discomfort Mm. because mm. I know I, I can't ignore it. There's either two ways. You can ignore it, run or run away. I mean, ignore, run away, or embrace and go, oh, it's a part of my journey. It's a part of my growth. So I'm not going to try and avoid it. I'm going to embrace it and go, okay, this is, this is going to be a part of my spiritual journey. God's disrupting my current routine, whatever I thought was a good routine, whether it be with him and leadership, whatever it is. So mm. for me, I always embrace disruption. I always embrace um being uncomfortable and that's that's you know it's it's funny Jaden, because that's a really hard space to live from people say oh, yeah he says it you know but for me i i've learned to cause look at scripture and again i always go back to the word and I always go back to narratives anywhere that you see i'm actually currently reading through the um the, the bible all over again i'm getting mm. up to the point where joshua um has just been uh, passed on the baton from Moses. And obviously there's a few verses in chapter one where God says to Joshua, you know, be strong and courageous. Don't worry. I'm going to be with you the same way I was with Moses. But prior to Joshua, I had read Deuteronomy. And in Deuteronomy, I think there was around about six, maybe five, five or six times mm. that God, that Moses and God had already told Joshua the same thing before we get to Joshua. We often get wow. to the book of Joshua and go, wow, look at this. Look how many times that God said to Joshua, be, be strong and courageous. That must mean he really wants him. But no, we actually go back a little bit and go, wait a minute. He's, he's, he's already told him many times because many times that God has been faithful to him. So for me, why I say that 
anytime that God gives someone the victory or, or you know, the people of Israel or that particular leader victory, they, he, they always respond by saying, I'm going to build an altar. Get, gather mm. up as many rocks or mm. things to build it up. And what does the altar represent? It represents where God is at victory. So when you leave that place and for whatever reason, people will come and go, they will look back and go, wait a minute, this is the altar. We've heard about this place before. And so for me, it's almost a recognition point, right? It's like a landmark. So whenever I, I'm faced with that particular disruption, I look back at my life like landmarks and go, ah, that's right. God mm. came through. That's right. Okay, mm. sorry, God. Yeah, I get it. All right, go on. <laughs> and so here's, here's, here's another challenge. Not many people pray for disruptions. Mm. I do. And that's, and that's why, and that's why I, 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 I think I am part of the way I am. Like I mm. ask God to, God, just really disrupt my plans. Have like you got an example to... of that? Because yeah. that's that's really tough. Like that's yeah. hard for people yeah. um, mm. to even just be able to wrap your head around the idea of praying for disruption. Like that's massive. Yeah. So mm. yeah, have you got a personal yeah. example of something that you've prayed for? Yeah, yeah. So this is, we're we're about to get real and raw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what we like. No, so 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 as you mentioned in the introduction, I was I was previously uh, chaplain at Avondale College, mm. and obviously there was there was a process where I was you know had to had to go into interviews and. Or, I mean, and I, I didn't end up getting the job, and which is fine because, you know, the guy who's in it is, is amazing. Brock's amazing. But mm. that wasn't um, me feeling bad of being angry towards him or the process. I remember leading up to that um, interview, and I was just like on my knees praying because I was saying to you, oh, God, I got a family. Um, I got the girls here. We're near, uh, we're in Kurumbong. You know, Shani's parents are nearby. Her brother's just like 30 minutes down the road. Is this where we're supposed to be? Mm. If it is, then may your will be done. But if it isn't, mm. disrupt it. Yeah. Wow. As painful as it's going to be, God, like I'm going to lose sleep. I probably would be physically sick. And it was. Leading up to mm. that point, I was the most, um, I guess, most sick that I'd, I'd ever been since I'd, I'd, I'd sort of started that, that role. Simply because I was wrestling with God. I was having my moment where I was like, I left that wrestling match with a limp. Like, like he wow. touched me. I'm like, yeah. all right, God, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm tapping out. But I literally prayed to God. I said, God, disrupt it. If I'm not supposed, if we are not supposed to be here, I know what my wife's going to think and feel like. I know what my mm. kids are going to experience. They're going to experience loss and, and, and even mourning to an extent of they're going to lose some of the friendships. Yeah. Yeah. I said, but your will be done because at the end of the day, I know that you have been faithful to me long before this moment. Mm. Yeah. You've been faithful long. You, in fact, you got me to this moment, God. So who am I to say, please, Lord, I want this job because it ended up being about what I wanted mm. and not being in alignment of what he wanted for me. Wow, that's awesome. And so, and so that's a sort of a real story in, in terms of people like, oh, did you not do this enough, Ray? Did you not, you know, do your best? And I was like, no, I, I gave my, my absolute best. But in, right now... God only allowed me there for that particular season to allow me to see the things I did, to feel the things I did, and to make the impact that I did. And then he says, okay, your season as a family, and particularly as an individual, has come to an end. Mm. It's now time for me to place you elsewhere. Here I am, said me. I need you to yeah. go elsewhere. And so I've always lived out of obedience and surrender to that disruption. And it's it's a hard place. It's a hard place to live yeah. from, to be yeah. honest. At times, um, my, like my wife would say, 
uh, I don't know, you know, I think about, you know, you know, down at Avondale, that's because that's her home church. She grew up there. Um, she went to school there, um, not only at the high school, but then also at the university. We got married in the area. And so for us, our identity became about the place mm-hmm. and not about the person as in God. Wow. Our, our, our identity was like, I need the job. This is the perfect job. It's the perfect setup for us. It, 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 it's, it just makes sense. It has, to, it has to go according to that. It's just everything's lined up. Yeah. But then God kept on nudging me, you know, subtly in the back of my head going, yeah, cool story, Ray. <laughs> you know, I'm like, like that. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, God, you know, I mean, I got, I got three daughters, God. Like, yeah. I, I need a job to provide for them. Like, this yeah. is not going to be easy. Like, I can go back into the fitness industry, but I thought this was it. And I, and, I, yeah. and I realized that that's not how God works for me, like in my relationship as well. So to pray for disruption, that's a bold prayer. Mm. <laughs> it is. You know what's crazy? What I've basically just, what I hear you saying is to thrive during change, you have to embrace loss. And yeah. that is crazy. I, I mean, I heard you in another podcast with your friend, Dan. Dan yep. in the, the Emmaus yep. project. Oh, look at you, girl. You're done on your homework. <laughs> That's what we do here. Um, yeah. You said people don't fear change. They fear loss. They fear loss. And it's so true. It's so true. People are willing to change. But when, when it comes to losing something, like losing your identity or losing a, or mm. feel like losing something that's of value to you, yeah. then you begin to resist. Like people are happy mm. to change. But if it's attached to something that is of value to you, then you're like, nah. Mm. Um, no, I'm sorry that, that, yeah. that doesn't sit right with me. And also mm. you, your motives were, your, your motives were true and pure. Like you wanted to provide yeah. for your family. It was easier yeah. for you to stay where you were. I mean, your wife, you, you guys were comfortable there, but yeah. you in like, I feel like courage is, is doing the thing though. You're scared. You decided to have the courage to pray for disruption, for loss, so that God would still yeah. fill your hands with something else, something greater as to where you are yeah. right now. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, look, I've often had, I've come across with like other students like yourselves, like both of you and, and others as well and staff members who said, man, I don't know. Mm. I don't know what they were thinking. I said, it's not even about them or they or the people who are in charge. It literally isn't. Yeah. At the end of the day, for me, it's God, like God allowed that to happen. He didn't mm. force their hand. They thought the way that they thought. Yeah. But God was showing me to go, hey, I, I need to place you elsewhere so you can be a cultural architect. You can be a blessing Ooh. to another community. So when you, when you come out of that and go, oh, okay, God, I see where, like now, I, I, again, I'm just thriving because I know this is where God wants me to be. And yeah. you thrive in the places where you know where you're supposed to be. And you thrive <sighs> where you're planted. You thrive where you're planted. Can you say that for the people at the back? What you thrive? <laughs> you thrive where? <laughs> you thrive where you are planted. You don't thrive where you think you want to be. You thrive where you are. Like wherever you're standing, wherever your 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 two feet are. If you're at college, you're supposed to thrive there. Come on. You, know, yeah. you don't thrive like I'll wait till I'm at the end of my degree and then I'll do something about it. So like, true. No. Like while mm. both of you are there, be the two best like podcast interviews ever. <laughs> like, because, because this is like, I was talking to Lachlan Hardis, who's a, who's a former student. He's now a colleague of mine. Crazy, right? Yeah. Just like, yeah, like yeah. Yeah, both of them are colleagues. Like, and I can call him a colleague. And yet I was his chaplain only like only a few um, months ago. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah so 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 for me it's like thrive where you're planted wherever god plants you thrive so i truly believe that what you're doing now is setting you up for something bigger and greater so believe that like mm. i can see it from this end because it's happened to me and mm. i can definitely see it in the both of you Jaden and uh, renee mm. oh, you're the man right right <laughs> <laughs> guess how with you know, with COVID, with isolation at home, you've been especially putting out a lot of content that is, has been super encouraging um, and bringing another perspective to the table. How have you been able to, to stay positive despite having yeah. like a lot of news being in our face of like, mm. of, you know, negative? Yeah, it, yeah. It, for, me, it, for me, it was a creator's, uh, creative's dream. Like <laughs> you either do two things, you either create or, or I mean, you either contribute or you consume. Like wow. that's the only, that's, that's how I categorize that. It's like, well, I'm either going to, to, to thrive or survive. Survive is just like, I'll watch as many Netflix until my eyeballs fall out of my face. And then I'm like, <laughs> I've just wasted 12 hours. Like, Hey, I, I mean, I'm watching Netflix, yeah. but I'm not overly consumed by, Oh, I need a binge. It's like, Hey, I'm currently watching the last dance. I hope you Yo. are too, Jaden. New episode, two episodes <laughs> tonight. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and so, for me, go back to that point, like you either choose, it's a choice. At the end of the day, anything that we do in terms of reaction or being proactive um, or whether to contribute or whether to consume always comes down to a choice. Mm. It always comes down to a choice. So for me, I've chosen because it, it aligns with my calling. It aligns with my strengths. It aligns with my passion to go, Ray, you need to contribute. And when you contribute and be yourself and you create content that is genuinely who you are as a person, mm. that stuff will take care of itself. Like for me, mm. I always anchor myself in um, scripture where it says, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added. So be who God has called you to be in this kingdom. Yeah. Like mm. I'm not supposed to mm. be like anyone else. Like, you know, people said, oh, you should, you know, should try this and try that. And maybe your views or maybe your viewers will be, I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm okay about myself. Mm, yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. So that's basically how I've, I've, I've sort of responded. Um, just contributing, contributing because I know that I'm contributing to help others or unlock definitely potential for others to go, wait a minute, if Ray's contributing and he's making me feel good, man, I don't want to consume. I want to make others feel good too. So again, cultural architect, you're creating spaces mm. that I'm drawing you into. Then I'm, then when you're with me, when you're spending time with me, like, man, I feel so energized by Ray. I'm like, that's not Ray. That's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and then now I say, now go. Whatever yeah. it is that God's calling you to go. Like if it's only supposed to be for us to spend maybe, you know, 45 minutes together and this is enough to energize me and enough to energize you, man. I've done my job. Like mm. <laughs> until we meet again, yeah. I'm the, the, like the next time I hope we meet again, like we're going to have awesome conversations about, you know what, on this particular day and this particular month that we had this conversation. And since then, this is what's happened. That's mm. what I get excited about. Yeah. That's mm. what I get excited about. Mm. That's awesome. I, I really want to affirm you that. I mean, you go through your news feed and it's like, oh, I wonder what the restrictions are going to be. Are they being lifted? You know, you're always worrying about that. And the next thing is Ray Ray doing a hucker. <laughs> Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> um, Let's go. Absolutely. Hey, I want to get practical because, yep. um, you know, we talked about uh, a few moments ago, um, you know, thriving where you're planted and, and, you know, all of that. But how can we practically, for, for the people that are listening, um, how can we learn to create a new normal and thrive, not just survive? How do we do that practically? How do we thrive where we're planted? Some practical, you know, tips and tricks to, 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 to do that. 
Mm. Yeah, I'm on this. I'm on this journey at the moment, and God's just making me realize more and more every single day. I want you to take your your right hand and put it over your heart, both of you. Now, put your right hand over your heart. There you go. And if any listeners, you can do this right now. All right, you ready? This is it. This is my tip. Is your heart beating? And I hope it is. It's not a rhetorical. It's, it's, I'm it's pretty sure it is. I'm pretty yeah, sure it so. is. Otherwise, you yes. would not be talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> that beat tells you that you are alive. And if you're alive, that's something to be grateful for. Wow. I always come, I always come back to gratitude. I always come oh. back to gratitude. One of my routines that I do on a daily basis, I'm always practicing. Renee still got her hand on her yeah. heart. Because like, <laughs> that's Jesus, so true. Jesus, Go I'm back thankful. To, <laughs> Jesus, I'm thankful that I have a heartbeat. Yeah. And that I that you allowed me to open up my eyes this morning mm. or today. I yeah. am sitting on a chair. I'm sitting. There are not many people who are sitting anymore. They're actually lying six feet deep underneath yeah. mm. the ground. Real I talk. am grateful. That's real mm. talk. I am grateful. So That's part awesome. of my routines every every day, uh, Jaden and Renee, is that um, in the morning I run about five thirty. Um, sun's not quite up yet um, because it's because it's uh, you know. It's, it's, it's coming into winter. I walk, I chuck my headphones on and I'm just listening to scripture. As I'm listening to scripture, which is like, again, listening to the whole Bible, I'm just praying and saying to God, I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful mm. that I'm walking. I'm so grateful for this text. Oh man, that, that was a powerful passage. Thank you for that. And I'm practicing gratitude. I'm practicing an, 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 an art of gratitude. So every day, that's what grounds me. And that's how, what allows me to thrive. Because once I'm thankful, by the time I get home, and my kids are awake, my wife's awake, we're getting breakfast ready. I'm good. Like I've had my, my, like my God moment, mm. my God yeah. time, like my yeah. gratitude time. Yeah. And if anything happens throughout the day, I go back to my landmark. Yeah. It's my morning gratitude landmark. I say, like, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good with God. Yeah. Whatever shakes me throughout the day, I'm like, oh, it's okay. I'm good. Yeah. I'm grateful. Yeah. So for me, if there was a tip in terms of how to thrive, be grateful for the things you have rather than focus on the things you don't have. We don't have all the time in the world now. Yeah. We don't mm-hmm. have, you know, our late night mm-hmm. Macca's run we used to do in Morissette. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, we, 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 we don't have the ability to socialize with all our friends from university. We don't. Mm-hmm. But what do you have? You have right here, right now. And if that moment is just you alone with God, man, that is, there's nothing more powerful than that. Gratitude. So in the morning, I sometimes write it down what I'm grateful for, um, or sometimes in the evening when I'm reflecting with um, my family. So in in my family, we do uh, a family morning worship and then a family evening worship. Mm. And both worships, we always talk about gratitude. What are we thankful for? What are we grateful for? And so now it's become part of the repertoire or, or, or like the language that the kids share. Well, I'm grateful for, oh, we went for a walk today. I'm like, yeah, we did. Kind of cool. Mm. You know? So mm. I think if we practice gratitude more, we will be in a better position, I believe, to know, oh, I'm going to thrive in this. Year. This is what I'm going to do today. Because when you're thankful for something, I shouldn't say thankful, because thankful is, mo- is tied more towards an emotion when you're grateful for something. <laughs> oh, man, that will set you up uh, definitely for your day. So, yeah, gratitude is, 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 is the posture that I sort of... Uh, uh, I go into and it sets my attitude right for the day. Mm, mm, that's awesome. Hey, Ray Ray, where can we find you? Where can people support you? Um, what's the best place to connect with you? If there's something that you've said that people want to reach out and have a conversation with you with what, and, and then what can we expect from you next? What's, what's in the pipelines? What's coming? 
Ooh. Okay, so uh, you can find me on Instagram, Ray, R-A-Y underscore Moanga, M-O-A-G-A, or on Facebook, same thing, just minus the underscore Ray Moanga. Um, and we'll put yeah, this all down in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, show all notes. in the show notes there. Yes. Uh, you guys are doing a fantastic job with that. What's in the pipeline? Obviously, creating um, more positive enriching content i'm currently mm. um uh, about to uh, publish a few more episodes i started a youtube sort of podcasty series called inspiration and isolation mm-hmm. and yeah. these are mm-hmm. people that i just i that i've known over the you know last few years and i wanted to talk to them and they're in different pos- uh professions mm. and say hey if we are in isolation what's something that we can learn from your field of work or your field of passion that can inspire us while we're in isolation so i'm about to do that also also, I'm going to put this out there in, in the public arena. I'm about, Ooh. or I'm working on a, a, a podcast, funnily enough. Yo. Um, hey. it's, it, it's, it's going to be called The Real Pastors of Adventism. Oof. Oh, I'm oh, keen. Come I'm on now. Let's, Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's yes. The Real Pastors of Adventism. <laughs> so basically the whole concept is I really wanted to tap into, even like, you know, yourselves um, and, and, and pastors who are in ministry, Mm. Who, who, who do things quite uniquely yeah. um, and, and not always, I shouldn't say not always embraced by mainstream pastoral etiquette, but just like, man, that's so powerful. Like, how, yeah. how are you able to do that? So really getting an insight of people's journeys mm. before a pastor, while they're a pastor and what they hope for. So, mm. yeah, it's that's not, awesome. you know, you know here's, the, here's our Adventism box, which is awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. My real pastors is like, whoa, <laughs> I didn't know that you could be that. You know, I didn't know Adventist pastor could be like that, you know, in, in like in very good ways. So that's what makes I think that's what makes you and a lot of I, I know you have a lot of pastors that pastor friends you have on social media that you connect with. Um, that's what make you, makes you guys so unique. Just your ability to be real and honest about your journey. Um, yeah. And, and, I, and I think it's a generational thing, guys. Like, you know, I'm I'm of. I'm that one generation just in front of you that was sort of just breaking the mold of it's okay to be me. Mm, mm. True. Like mm. it's okay. Like, because I don't know, I don't know how to be, I don't know how else to be like, and because in my, in my particular extended family, there's two other ministers um, who are older than me. They're um, in their mid forties, I think. And mm. so they're cut from a different cloth again, but we all embrace each other. And, and so I've always, I've never been seen as the, the the straighty 180 pastor just like yeah Ray's just he's just a new gen pastor I said believe me you have no idea of all the pastors that are coming through soon <laughs> like <laughs> you guys are going to do things that is literally going to blow everyone's mind at like I didn't think that we could do that I didn't think we we're allowed to do that you know yeah, yeah. um but I think it, it it comes from a place of really wanting people to thrive in terms of being vulnerable and honest with yourself um, I was just listening to a podcast the other day. It's like the more you are honest with yourself, like really like be true to who you are, that is the most beautiful thing to like to see. And that is what is the law of attraction that people be attracted to. Because the more you are yourself, mm. people can't deny it. Like I don't wow. know why people follow me on, on Instagram. <laughs> like <laughs> I just put stuff out there. But, you know, I meet people randomly, like mm. not not in the streets, but just randomly at places, they're like, oh, you're the, you're the Ray from Instagram. I'm like, <laughs> I am no one. Like, and, but, but, but I always follow up with the question, oh, why did you, why did you follow me? So, oh, I just love what you said at this particular post. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Well, hey, I'm, you know, I'm 
I'm glad that we met. I hope you have a great day and, you know, keep being awesome. Um, And so realizing that, you know, God's called me in a unique way. And for me, as one of my my dear friends, he's he's another pastoral colleague, he says, be comfortable with the skin that you're in. Mm. There's no one else like you, Renee. There's no one else like you, Jaden. Be who who you are. Be who you are. Mm-hmm. that's awesome I think that's a really really good place to finish on be who you are mm-hmm. hey if there's been something in this podcast that's that's hit you in your heart and you want to talk to someone about it please reach out if you want to give us ideas if you want to just um, you know if it's impacted you in a way share it with someone that, that you know share it with your friend share it with your mum with your dad um, rate, review, subscribe it all helps thank you so much for listening and as always stay salty bye